The settings and layout of the ferry cabin were sleek and stylish and comparable to those seen in an aircraft. Some passengers were seen availing banking and foreign exchange and refreshment facilities on the ship too. Though he had expected that there won't be much side-to-side -side rollicking movement and possible annoyance from seasickness, I could detect about two passengers who were uneasy and exhibiting the sickness, seasickness symptoms much to the annoyance and discomfort of some co-passengers. Except for the discomfort caused by seasickness manifestations of a few passengers, the voyage in the ferry was uneventful. And after about an hour, our ferry or ship got anchored on the English side of the English Channel. Then it took me only a few minutes for Professor Panijal to get his Peugeot car on the British roads or soil with helpful directions from the ferry personnel. I could see that my boss was taking extra precaution to get used to the British tide of driving on the left side of the road and was careful not to exceed the self-imposed speed limit of about 60 kilometers per hour while speeding towards Canterbury and towards London Metropolis. We will take a brief stop at Canterbury Cathedral, though I am not a practicing Christian, Professor alerted me while taking a turn towards the parking area of the church. Hope your religion does not forbid you to pay a visit to a Christian place of worship, right? Oh no, I replied instantly. We respect our gods and goddesses and it is our culture to respect even atheists as members of one large world family. By the by, is this cathedral protestant one or catholic one? Professor Panigel pretended not to hear my question or maybe he did not want to be dragged to the problem of casteism of the Christian faith, perhaps. I did not persist with my question, though I knew that England has been, had been facing an intense religious friction problem, and even deaths of thousands in the Northern Ireland region of England on this very issue of casteism and friction between Protestants owing allegiance to British Church and Catholics owing allegiance to Catholic majority of Ireland. Holding my, holding my curiosity secretly and inquisitiveness, I accompanied my boss like a schoolboy silently accompanying a school headmaster to various parts of the cathedral for about 15 minutes and carefully explored the wonderful carvings and scriptures and arrangements inside the cathedral too. Thankfully, there were no other visitors or devotees to disturb our silent promenade inside this massive Christian cathedral complex. Needless to say, this break on the, on, in the journey helped us to stretch our legs and to prepare ourselves for the next one hour of road travel to reach London and to reach the ultimate destination 
of Kuhn Charlotte Hospital. Thankfully, traffic sign boards on the roads were plenty and visible from a distance, and absence of heavy traffic made our drive towards London less stressful as well. We reached the London city limits by about 4 p.m. and reached visitors' car park of Kuhn Charlotte Hospital near Hammersmith in another 30 minutes. On entering the hospital premises, Professor Penigel inquired the hospital security guard whether there were, there were any special parking, parking facility to visitors of chemical pathology department of Professor Merton Sandler or not. The guard instantly contacted Professor Sandler over the intercom and we were advised to come to a specially designated area where Professor Sandler himself will come over to welcome us as special guests. Hardly Professor Penigel parked his car in a specially assigned area. A plumby, bald-headed, middle-aged white man was seen rushing to the car. I could guess that it was Professor Merton Sandler, the professor of chemical pathology and our chief host. As soon as Professor Panigel opened the door of his car, Professor Sandler rushed in with following words. Hi, Morris. Hope you had a pleasant ride from Paris and pleasant ferry ride too. After a warm handshake and broad smile, my boss said, Yes, we had a pleasant road and ferry journey. And pointing to me, he said, This is Nanda, the Indian doctoral student who is expected to give a lecture as agreed between us. Great to see you, Nanda. Offering his hand, Professor Merton Sandler shook my hands warmly and said, Let us move to my department for a welcome tea and biscuits, in typical English fashion. It was a very warm welcome indeed, and after sipping the tea and after the usual cordial courtesies, Professor Sandler said, told me, we have arranged a room for you in this hospital itself. If a trivial amount is paid, you may have food from the cafeteria nearby too. My friend Professor Morris will be my guest, and I have made special arrangements for his lodging and boarding already. Before leaving for discussion with Professor Sandler in the chairman's room, Professor Panigel called me to his side and whispered in my ears, have a good sleep, Nanda, and please come to Professor Sanders' department at 9 o'clock tomorrow and be ready with the lecture slides, etc., for the predetermined presentation on in vitro perfusion of human placental lobules. Sure, sir, I replied and proceeded to the pre-arranged room in a corner of the Kuhn Charlotte Hospital basement that I was told to be the guest room for me for three nights at Queen Charlotte Hospital. Though the room allotted to me was small, it was well furnished with all facilities for a short-term stay. Conscious that I have only some hours left to explore London Metropolis, I hurriedly proceeded to examine the hospital surroundings and to explore the areas around the hospital and to locate nearest underground and bus stops and to identify the bus routes that I may have to take for London sightseeing in the days or hours to come. 
when I saw the city of London for the first time that I was feeling as if I was standing in an Indian city. Certain areas in London city has some similarity to Colabo in Bombay and Malabar Hill in Bombay too. When I compared Paris city with London, I felt that the latter gave the outward impression as a city of mainly poor people. Another notable difference between Paris and London was the relative abundance of Indians on the roads in the latter metropolis compared to the near absence of Indians in the former.